and I have a special guest here with me, Andrew Chang. Yay! Mm. Andrew, I'm so, so excited to have you on the pod. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so my name is Andrew. I'm the owner of Chenggu Sweets. <laughs> if you haven't heard of it, um, that's probably because I haven't really been branching out much, but... Um, it's a little project that I started uh, pre-pandemic. So uh, in the early stages of the pandemic, um, I sort of lost my job and I figured it was a really good opportunity to venture into something that I've, you know, pretty much what I've always wanted for, the, for I don't know how long. Yeah. And so, you know, I just took the dive. I started making sweets and you know here we are today yeah and andrew's being really humble right now because his sweets are absolutely amazing oh stop <laughs> <laughs> no i remember when i first saw them on insta like cynthia which uh -huh. is how we how i was introduced to your work um cynthia from from my from my work um she was like yeah i have a friend who makes these like amazing creations take a look at his page I remember looking at them and being like, wow, I have to have this. <laughs> and I had my sister actually order some for my birthday, which was really special. But um, that's how we know each other, through mm -hmm. Cynthia. Your business has been absolutely taking off. Like, I see every single time I check your page, there's always something new, whether it's like a collaboration or a new flavor or a new product line. Like, tell me your origin story. I was originally from Elmer's Queens, right? So I was actually raised right on, for people who are from Queens, I was raised like right on 82nd Street and Britain Ave. And so like, if, for those who know the area, it's the intersection, but literally between Corona, Jackson Heights and Elmhurst. Mm. So growing up there, I had, you know, you can walk down the street in any direction and you would encounter different types of people, different types of cuisines, cultures, ethnicities. And I, I just love that about Queens. And, you know, just growing up, I've always had the luxury of just, you know, of just thinking like, oh, I kind of want like uh, tacos today. I can just walk towards 82nd Street or I want Thai yeah. food. I can just walk down to like Broadway. And so ever since I moved out, um, I think I think it's like three years ago at this point, ever since I moved out, I've sort of missed the feeling of just, I've sort of missed the flavors of that area and mm. just like the flavors I've grown up with. And so I kind of want, I started this project wanting to show my friends, you know, the different types of cuisines that are in Queens, how diverse, I mean, like Queens is called the, the world's borough yeah, for a reason. It is. It's, I mean, I think Queens <clears throat> is the most diverse zip code mm -hmm. in the world. Like yeah. so many different races, so many different backgrounds, and you can get pretty much any food that you want in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can just like grab... Taiwanese food, Malaysian food, like anything and you wanted. And it's cheap. It's so cheap. That's yeah. one thing I miss so much about Elmhurst. <laughs> about Elmhurst? It's like, in Queens Village, there's like nothing. It's just like Popeyes and McDonald's. Yeah, what is in Queens Village? Yeah, and Andrew's in Queens Village now, but I, I'm actually like totally unfamiliar with that area, even though I was born and raised in Queens. I actually don't blame you. It's like, <laughs> it's practically on the border of Long Island, and a lot of people would just stop, like, looking at Queens like right after Bayside but yeah yeah I there, guess it's really residential yeah it's very residential there's a high population of uh, South Asians mm. so um there's a few good uh, South Asian restaurants um but otherwise it's pretty suburban mm. like I'm kind of guilty to admit but like there's like a McDonald's and Popeyes <laughs> like, right down the street and I may have had 
like there was a period where I might have had like had McDonald's like two or three times a week. Oh wow, that's pretty aggressive. I know. <laughs> it's uh, not good, huh? It's not good. I hate myself every time. I'm just like, ah. I haven't had McDonald's in over ten years, I think, or maybe really? even fifteen years. Yeah, I I hardly eat fast food. Uh-huh. But I did have Burger King really recently oh because I have T-Mobile and T-Mobile does this promotion called T-Mobile Tuesdays. Mm. Uh, also not sponsored, but, <laughs> if you, but if you want, I don't mind. So they do this promotion called T-Mobile Tuesday and each Tuesday you download like coupons from their app. Mm. And like they, have, they must have a thing with Burger King because like almost... Like at least once a month, it's like free Impossible Whopper, free Whopper. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. I know, and then you have to spend a dollar. So then I'm like, oh well, I gotta spend a dollar. So let me buy something at Burger King. Yeah, but luckily now, like I haven't relapsed. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been, I've been doing a pretty good job staying away. That's good. That's good. And you said um, you were laid off from your previous job. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before? I was a I was a researcher Ooh. at a hospital special surgery. Uh-huh. Classically, uh-huh. I'm trained as a, as like a uh, in biotechnology. Uh-huh. Research was sort of like my forte. So I initially started doing um, neuro, like neurology research. Uh-huh. So I did a lot of work in like Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and like trying to understand the underlying mechanisms uh-huh. and like therapeutic targets uh-huh. and then uh, I went to hospital for a special surgery and I started like familiarizing myself in immunology uh-huh. but you know I I worked in the field for maybe like six years until ultimately like I just knew I couldn't be happy in this field oh but that's what you studied as well yeah right? that's what I studied yeah oh. I got a master's wow in, yeah. you got a master's in biotechnology biotechnology what is biotechnology is intersection of technology and biology Essentially, yeah. yeah. It's, um, you study a lot of like biomechanics and like a lot of uh, molecular biology. Uh-huh. So you try to understand like how certain molecules interact with each other and like ways that we can take advantage of these mechanisms and apply them into like therapeutic scenarios. So, so for instance, um, I don't know, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but I'll be talking <laughs> about it. Anyway. But I was doing research, like finding um, like a almost like a test strip for uh, Alzheimer's disease, just oh. test if like people are like predisposed to it or like uh-huh. show early signs. Uh-huh. Because right now the only early signs is like when you already have the symptoms. Yeah. yeah. So we're working on a blood test to do like an early diagnosis, like a di- early diagnosis. This sounds like some thera- Theranos. Is that how you pronounce it? Theranos. <laughs> yeah. This is like some Theranos stuff. No, no, <laughs> we are not a scam. First of all. <laughs> No, it's but, like it's because her her whole concept was about like taking the smallest drop of blood because mm. she was scared of needles or whatever, mm. and then like being able to use that sample to assess all these sort of like medical conditions. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, without the scamming part, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I worked in um, academia for like six years, I think. Yeah, I... So become a professor. Do you keep doing research? Like, how does that work? Um, I did want to become a professor one day. Um, during my undergraduate, like, I really want to inspire, like, a new generation of people who, like, to get, like, people excited for research and, like, the things that they can do. As you learn more and more, uh-huh. your perception of what you know goes down. You have, like, a sense of, like, false identity. Yeah. So as I learned more, I started realizing, like, wow, I know nothing in this field. Oh, no. And then I started getting more and more discouraged. But, like, this is not to discourage anyone who's yeah. in the field currently. <laughs> Like, I'm just not that bright, but... You, you seem very bright. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I mean, if you've done it for six years, I think when you were, like, describing the the top-level, like, summary of what you were doing, I was like, 
Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> the science. Science thing. <laughs> the science thing with the biology thing. I'm working on a few new flavors now. I like for the past few months, I've been trying to establish like a permanent menu,、mm. and I've been taking like a lot of like ideas that I've had growing up. Like for instance,、um, my yunyang cake.、Mm-hmm. It's a、uh, it's a very traditional like Cantonese drink to have in the morning. My mom used to make it for me like in the mornings growing up. And she would just brew like you know milk tea and like a little add a little coffee whatever and like I was like wow this tastes amazing but then when I like started telling my friends about it they're like what what are you talking about that's weird <laughs> why would you mix tea and coffee together but, that like, sounds good to me so like I've been trying to take a lot of concepts that I've had growing up、mm-hmm. and just apply it to my desserts、mm-hmm. but also I take some influence of like you know just growing up in Elmhurst yeah and just applying it into like some of my desserts because like it's such a diverse area and. Yeah, you know, I I honestly do miss a lot of flavors and a lot of the cuisines that、mm. were available to me back then.、Mm. And the smell of the garbage on the street. Ah、uh, yes, <laughs> I miss that the most. Actually, they've gotten better about that. Really?、Um, in Elmhurst, yeah. Like nowadays, it's just like fruit stands. They they do a really good job hiding all the garbage. <laughs> like you don't even see it or notice it. Place called Joju Bowl. I think that's what it Joju, is. Joju, yeah, Joju, a staple. Yeah, yeah Joju is really great too, and they have、um, like rice bowls, and I think it's like super fairly priced. And I think right next to it, they have boba.、Uh, there's like a new panda boba cafe.、Place. There's a panda cafe, but there's、mm-hmm. also also in that neighborhood, there's a place called Boba Fries or something like that. Is that new? I, that's new. That. I think so. I、uh, Cynthia told me about it, but I haven't been yet. But you have very exciting news to share, right? I launched my new website, Yay! which took like nearly a month of working. That's、on. really fast. Really, you think so? I think so. I mean, considering how much work goes into a website, you have to make sure all the make like all the pipes are working. You have to like decide on an aesthetic, a design,、mm-hmm. and then you have to make sure all the information is there.、Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I mean, luckily I had my boyfriend working along <laughs> alongside with me. So luckily, my boyfriend did everything. <laughs> no, I mean he's a he's an art director, so、mm. like he has like a lot more art direction than I well, do. Oh, he has an eye for design. Yeah, so like I remember the first iteration of my website, I showed it to him. I was like, I was like so proud of it, <laughs> and I was like, hey, can you check this out? Like, I think I did a really good job. It took, I swear, not even five seconds, and was like, you could do better. <laughs> I was like, you didn't even scroll through the pages yet, and I was like, he's like, I I know you can do better. I was like,、oh, All right. Oh yikes. <laughs> yeah. So like after maybe like four or five iterations, like and obviously with his help designing the logo and everything, I finally came upon like a color palette or like、mm. an aesthetic that I finally liked, and yeah, here we are today. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So he designed the logo for you. He just he helped me design the logos.、Um, he. Uh, I helped him with the mood board, and he just sort of banged everything out for me. Wow, amazing! Yeah, and it was pretty much exactly what I wanted. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And there's、um, your logo is like a dog, right? It is. Is it your dog? It is my dog. Oh, cute! <laughs> Wait, what's your dog's name? Montana. Montana. What kind of dog? Um, we think he's a mix between a husky and an Akita.、Mm. Yeah, we found him. We adopted him at a. Animal shelter in Hempstead,、uh-huh. and、um, I remember when we were scrolling through the website,、um, where we came across this photo, and we we're like, "This is the dog. This is the dog is for the us." Dog. <laughs> why? Why was it the dog for you guys? I mean, like, that's a pretty big dog. He's yeah, he's yeah. um, I think sixty pounds. <gasps> yeah, he's a、oh, big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Um, but I just absolutely fell in love with him, and I remember the day we went to the animal shelter.、Uh-huh. 
um, the vet tech uh, brought him out. And the first thing he did was tackle me to the ground and start licking my face. Oh, so And I looked cute. up, I looked into my boyfriend. I was like, "This is the one. <laughs> this is this. He is he's the one. He's the one. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so cute." So ever since I've been like absolutely obsessed with him. Yeah. And that was the inspiration for the logo. Oh. And yeah. also, like you know, dogs are everyone's best friends. You yeah. Know? And I want my company or like my brand to like sort of reflect that. Mm-hmm. I want people to know that like you know. Just a small gesture can go a long way, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. what you know, you can give like a little gift or like you know, um, a small cake of chocolate. Or whatever. Yeah. Speaking speaking of of cakes, when I was looking at your website, I saw yeah. there's entremets. 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 Mm-hmm. I took French for seven years. I've never never seen this word. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, like, why did you decide to do like the sampler or like the entremets or like the chocolates? Mm-hmm. I've never attended pastry school. Yeah, yeah. Or um, culinary school. Yeah. Knew that I wanted to enter, like, the culinary field. When I was, like, 18, when I was, like, choosing which college to go to, I I told my mom, like, I really want to go to a culinary school. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, like, Wait, then... being a second generation. <laughs> <And> <laughs> she then, didn't take that well. <laughs> and, then, and then she was like, that's that's a cool story. Um, You're going to study science. You're going to do science. <laughs> and you're going to be successful when you grow up. I'm like... But, like, I I always knew, like, I wanted to do pastry, and mm-hmm. I always wanted to do culinary. Like, I love cooking, I yeah. love baking, yeah. and I just love, like, playing with new flavors and techniques. Yeah. And it's just, it's all, it's like, it's a very creative field, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're always trying to, like, present something to the client or, like, uh, your, you know, your clients of, you know, something new, something fresh, something, like, they've never had before mm-hmm. and that's why like right at the moment I only have four flavors for my petite cakes what are the four flavors uh the Christmas spice cake which is uh it's um it's honey ginger ginger caramel cinnamon and like a few other things and then I also have the yin yang cake which I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. it's a mix of it's a milk tea mousse cake with coffee caramel and a sponge cake in the middle uh-huh. and then I also have Oh, the Rocher. Oh, amazing. <laughs> uh, which one did you like the most? Oh, that's so hard. That's so hard. I loved all of them. I, I remember... like You had my, like one of my earlier boxes, right? I so did. The I flavors had, I, were so different. I had the sampler, and it's the one where there was the apple. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's part of my new menu. Oh, is it? Yeah. The apple yeah, one. the apple it blew me away. I mean, everything blew me away. But mm-hmm. the apple was especially surprising because I legit thought it was an apple. <laughs> like, it looked so real. Like, it mm-hmm. looked like an apple. So then I was like, oh, cool. There's an apple. Like, a candied apple. I've actually had a few friends <laughs> comment on my stories and go, like, why'd you add an apple, apple. <laughs> in your box? No, like, but it's not an apple. And we were like, and then I like started slicing into it. I was like, oh my God, it's not an apple. It's a cake shaped in an apple. Yeah. It looks so real. Oh yeah. So just going back, I have the apple, the caramel apple one too. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember the last one. Was that four? I think that was four. Yeah. Four. I'm trying to bring back some old flavors. Yes. So um, back when I first launched, I had two flavors uh, that were, I, I was hoping my sampler series would be like more seasonal. Mm-hmm. So, um, I originally had, uh, the orange jasmine cake, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, it's, uh, orange confit with a jasmine mousse and a vanilla sponge cake. Mm -hmm. 
And I also had the matcha pineapple too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's caramelized pineapple and a matcha mousse. And those are, my, those are a lot of people's favorites, but uh, I told people that I would make them come back soon. But, you know. <laughs> but, like, do you have to think about the seasons and, like, match the ingredients that way? Like, are they seasonal ingredients? Or, like, how do you decide this flavor is, like, the flavor I'm going into now? It really just came with, like, inspiration. Like, I wanted, like, when I first launched, like, these, uh, the first set of fatigue cakes, I wanted the ability to, like, experiment and try new flavors and, you know, concept new dishes. Mm -hmm. But as time passed, I realized how hard that is. <laughs> so that's why, like, it took me, like, almost a month and a half to concept the, uh, the Christmas spice cake one. Yeah. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, you know what? People really like orange jasmine and matcha pineapple. Let me just bring mm -hmm. that back. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, so slight announcement. I'm gonna bring back those flavors. Yay. Um, just keep checking on the website. I'm hoping <laughs> to make the announcement within the next month. Yes. Yeah. So exciting news. That is exciting. When you're in the concept phase, do you have like a feedback panel? Like besides your boyfriend, <laughs> who probably, who, first of all, is so lucky because he gets to try everything. Is he lucky though? <laughs> um, I like. When I concept dishes, it's, it's crazy. Like, I wish I had a photo, but there'd be like, I have a small coffee table like this mm -hmm. and it'd be like mountains and mountains of books uh -huh. because like, it's of books. Big, yeah, books. Oh, why books? Because like, I'm, because of my research background, mm -hmm. I do a lot of research into like formulations uh -huh. and like, you know, why does, why should you add glucose? Why should mm -hmm. you add sugar? Why should you add like, it's like science. Gum? Yeah. It's like science. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think about this, but it's baking is a science. Mm -hmm. It's when you see a recipe for like chocolate chip cookies, like you just follow the numbers. Right. But for me, I don't follow the numbers. I follow uh -huh. the percentages. Oh. So like I'll, I'll analyze a recipe and I'll be like, oh, it's like 20% flour by weight. Mm -hmm. And so like, cause every ingredient has a purpose. Uh -huh. It's not just. To go in, just, just to go yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, every ingredient in my cakes have a purpose. Mm -hmm. So for instance, like a lot of things that go into my cakes are like things like you know, orange zest, uh, uh, cocoa butter, mm -hmm. uh, glucose. And these are all things to like enhance the flavor and the texture of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll have a mountain of books next to me and I'm like analyzing different formulas. I'm trying to figure out like, I'm trying to predict almost like the mouthfeel and like the, uh, the texture and the flavor. Mm. And so like, I'll be, once I settle on a certain formula that I like, I'll, you know, I'll try like a, I'll make like a tiny, tiny batch and I'll try it. Uh -huh. And then I'll just like tweak it from there. That must take so much time. It does. Because I mean, even if you're making a small amount, you're still using all the ingredients that you need to make that small amount. You have to assemble everything. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then you've got to taste test it and like refine it like step by step a little bit by a little bit yeah oh wow yeah i just imagine you in your kitchen and you're just like surrounded by all these ingredients <laughs> and there's like okay well check that and you have to like write down all your like different like versions of a recipe mm -hmm. and like how you get to the end result i'm sure takes time and like trial and error mm -hmm. that's incredible yeah especially with my cakes like i tried to appease towards like the asian palate mm -hmm. because i find that entremets are a traditional french dessert uh -huh. and i do find that you know, entremets are very heavy and a lot of traditional French desserts uh -huh. are like heavy. Uh-huh. And like I understand when people finish a dessert, like they don't want to feel like bloated. Yeah. Like, they don't want to like yeah, feel like yeah. garbage. Yeah. Like I want people to eat the dessert 
like and not be overwhelmed by the sugar and the butter mm -hmm. like i want people to enjoy the cakes because you know it's... i love that see that's that's how i feel about like non-asian desserts mm -hmm. i don't know how to describe it basically like any of these like regular american bake shops that i go into mm -hmm. they use like a lot of buttercream or fondant or whatever because mm -hmm. it makes the cake look a certain way so the aesthetic is very cool but it's not fun to eat no like it like... feels so like overtly sugary like too sweet mm -hmm. and so you and it's like it's so thick and heavy it's not fun to eat at all it makes you feel like trash afterwards yeah total garbage yeah and okay no shade towards martha's bakery but but shade but like, slight shade um I don't worry i love that place i love that place too don't get me wrong but like every now and then i'll go to martha's bakery and i'll have like a slice of something I, yeah after i finish like half my dessert I find myself like forcing myself to eat it. Oh, it's like so heavy and rich. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. But you're like, oh, gotta finish. I gotta finish it. Yeah, I paid for it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, yeah. But that's what I strive for in my desserts. I don't want that heavy, like greasy feeling. Mm -hmm. I want people to like almost treat it like, you know, like a piece of candy or something, mm -hmm. like something that you can have every once in a while, and something you don't feel guilty about, but is big on flavor. Spot on. Spot yeah. on. What is your best-selling item right now? Actually, surprisingly, the bonbons. Oh, the bonbons. Yeah. Are I, these the bonbons? Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh my god, so excited. Have you seen them? Wait, so, okay, Andrew brought me a box of um, bonbons, I suppose. Also, the packaging, like, you are printing your own stickers, I'm guessing. I'm ordering them. <laughs> ordering them, whatever, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, these are, these are customized and branded with his logo. Let's see. Oh my god, and it has like a little description. This is an upgrade. I don't think, you think so? I don't think the petite sampler came with this, did nope. it? I don't think so. So now it comes with like this little paper, like this kind of hardcover, hard cardboard paper with like the pictures of the items and then the flavors. And it says January 2021. Yeah, I'm gonna which... change that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because does that mean like February flavors are gonna be different? Um, I'm moving towards a more permanent menu at the moment. Yeah. Um, because like, you know, these cards are expensive. Dude, like, <laughs> I spend so much money on, my, on these on, cards. Yeah. And like, I'm like, I, I really need like a permanent menu. So yeah, next yeah. time, I'm also going to have a permanent got menu it, for bonbons. Chenggu is a play on the word chinggu or friend in Korean and my last name, Chang. This is, I also read this on the website. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's take a look. <gasps> oh my god. They're so beautiful, Andrew. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Shall I have one right now so Go I can describe the flavor to people? Okay, um, I'm looking at passion fruit. I'm, I'm a big fan of passion fruit. Let's, so I'm going to do this one. I'm going to love it. It's uh, yellow with little black, little black flakes, dots. Dots. <laughs> ASMR. No pressure. <laughs> Mmm. When I bite into it, there's like there's like this like amazing little passion fruit boop. <laughs> it's so good. Thank you. It's so good. This is dangerous. I know. I've had people like complain to me <laughs> and say like I finished the entire box, box in one hour. I'm yeah. like, That's on you, boop. <laughs> These are so amazing. So are you are you going to, um, like, it's like gifting season, right? Like, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. Are you doing something special for Valentine's Day? Like, do you do events or weddings and stuff like that now? Um, uh, I am open to, uh, 
like catering and like doing events um i had a few people come up to me and ask you know can they do like little gifts for like their wedding mm. and um what was it i have a special collaboration coming up for valentine's day mm-hmm. it's with uh, another local business uh, little rose florals mm-hmm. um it's, it's owned by uh, a girl named jules how did you meet jules um it's kind of a weird story she 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 also started her business around the same time I did, mm-hmm. and she just shot me a message like, "Hey, like if you're ever interested in flower arrangements, like you know, just hit me up." And That's I was so like, "Cool." Like yeah, I was like yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Flowers, chocolate, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she actually didn't know I was a small business owner too. Oh really? Yeah. So I was like, I told her like, "Hey, like I'm also like a small business owner. I make bonbons like." Here, just have a box and like try them out mm-hmm. and like that's pretty much how our friendship started <laughs> amazing yeah. is there is there like a like a tight like community of people have you met a lot of people doing this oh yeah like Ooh. there's a there's actually a lot of bakers and a lot of like at home um i guess business startups mm-hmm. um, is it a result of the pandemic you think or like was it always like this i think it was a result of the pandemic mm-hmm. um obviously like a lot of people lost their jobs especially with people in the food industry yeah um yeah. they were hit the hardest yeah and like for instance i know someone else um i don't know if you've heard of uh, kimberly tomorrow who's that she has a business called from uh by i think from cora cora and she sells like filipino inspired donuts oh wow yeah is she based in new york city yeah she's in woodside Oh, wow, that's so cool. I gotta look her up. Yeah, and she was actually one of the inspirations for my business because mm-hmm. when I when I first started, when I first, like, uh, lost my job, mm-hmm. um, I was just making this for fun. You know, mm-hmm. I was just, like, giving it to friends, family, whatever. But I came across her, and she, like, blew up. Yeah. Like, she was big. Yeah. And it was, like, only, I think it was only, like, three months, and she was at, like, 20K followers. Amazing. Yeah, so I was, like... I need to do this too. Yeah. Like, I need to branch out. I need to do something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. So I took a lot of inspiration from her and she's like, she's so awesome. And yeah, we're, we're sort of like in this little like circle of uh-huh. like small business, small businesses now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like little Rose, little Rose Florals. I have her, I have like a lot, like a few others too. Do you think, do you think like one day you're, you're going to branch out and make like a brick and motor? Like you're going to have a, like a, a physical store. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the goal. Oh, that's so exciting. Uh, but right now I have no money. <laughs> All your money goes into making these. Yo, for real. <laughs> your packaging, chocolate, everything's expensive. Yeah. And well, I always try to strive to use like high quality ingredients. Of course, yeah. Yours, so, your stuff is like amazing, like really premium quality. You can like definitely tell about how much effort and detail goes into every single one of your creations. Thank you. Yeah. But like... Even in my intermaze, I use like high quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. I use I fresh when I can, mm-hmm. and you know these things add up because yeah. I one thing I've always hated about like finding fresh quality ingredients is that they're always expensive. Of course. Yeah, it's like so inaccessible for like some low income uh, yeah. New Yorkers. Yeah. And so like I always try to incorporate like the best of the best into my creations because mm-hmm. I don't want people to just taste sugar mm-hmm. when they eat my desserts. I want people to actually get the flavor. Mm-hmm. Like my motto is pretty much big on flavor, big on flavor and low on sugar. Mm. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. You can make a whole you can make a whole like skinny line <laughs> <laughs> with I, less sugar or something. Actually, I've wanted to um I'm trying to make the move towards uh non-dairy. Oh. Because cool. the dairy industry is very, like, non-sustainable. Yeah. So I'm trying to move away towards, like, 
from like creams and butters, uh-huh. but uh, it's a work in progress. Yeah, I'm sure that that changes the taste and the composition of what you're creating as well. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm, that's awesome. So you're doing these business collaborations and events and weddings, and you're like dreaming of setting up your first shop one day. One day, which. Like, I feel confident that you will one day. What are some of your favorite bakeries or bakers in New York City? I mean, we talked well, about Martha's. <laughs> we talked about Martha's. And um, obviously, Martha is not top of your lists. Although, shout out to Martha's. I really love their red velvet. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> uh, what are my favorite That's a bakeries? tough one, isn't That's it? That's a tough one. There's so many. <laughs> There's so many talented people out there. Like, it's really hard to make, like, a list of favorites. Or, or just, like... Um, from your perspective, like really good food spots, even Ooh, food spots. or desserts. I'll I'll start it off. Right. So we're we're in Astoria right now, like recording this from my work <laughs> office room or whatever you want to call it, with like my clothes um, on the other side. But there's a boba shop that is literally like a block and a half from here called Tea and Milk. Uh-huh. Have you ever been? No. I'll take you after we record this. I'll take you. Oh yes. It's so good. They just opened up. Uh, their newest location inside Chelsea Market, uh-huh. and they use like m- like actual taro. Like you know how a lot of boba shops have taro milk tea, mm-hmm. and it's like powdery taro, so it's very sweet and it tastes like quite sugary and stuff. This one they use actual real taro, so it's like it's like almost savory. Like wow. you can taste the pulp of the taro, and um, it's it's sweet but not like artificial way. That is like my legit favorite boba shop. In like the entire world really yeah i love it i'm obsessed my favorite would be i don't know if you've heard of it moj moj wait oh they have several locations yeah they do yeah there's one in lic i don't like that location <laughs> which it's one like, do you go to freaking, like they never can get my order right really um, the one i go to is bayside uh-huh and i'm pretty sure like i order it from them so much i'm pretty sure they know me by like by like by your like, eyes yeah by my eyes because like you can't, you can't see my face <laughs> But like I order from them like like once every two weeks or so. Uh-huh. And like What do you get? I always get I always get the teas. The teas I always get yeah. the uh I think the four seasons oolong. Ooh. I'm a sucker for like fruity stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now that your business is growing and you've got all these orders coming in and you're making bank. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Depends what you mean by bank. What do your parents think of all of this? I mean, obviously you got laid off from your job mm-hmm. and now you have this like full on business venture. Mm-hmm. Don't donation parents love that kind of stuff? Like, what do they think of it? Uh, it's, it's a tricky situation. Like my parents are not as supportive, mostly because like, obviously uh, them being first generation, you know, Asian Americans, like they can't. They came here to America to provide, you know, a future and easy life for their kids. And they find that, um, you know, things like baking, uh, culinary world, and like anything else outside of like being a doctor and engineer. A lawyer. A lawyer. (laughs) Don't forget that one. Oh my God. They see anything outside of that as like hardworking or like laborious. Mm -hmm. And I just imagine like, you know, you know, if I crossed halfway across the world, to have like better opportunities for my children Mm -hmm. you know I would want them to have an easy life too Mm -hmm. but you know this is something that I want to do and there's something that like I've always wanted to do yeah and so like you know my parents have their like reservations but 
um, you know, they will sort support me like in whatever way they can. Dude, they they'll they'll wake up when they see <clears throat> your profile in Forbes. Oh my god. <laughs> under 30 millionaire. <laughs> on 30 under 30 millionaire. <laughs> I wish. And then it's going to be like, "Oh, started started baking from his kitchen in Queens Village and they're going to be like, "Wait, what? What? what who, wait, who, is this, my is this son? you? This is him?" Can, and then they're calling like, "Can I retire now?" <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "So how much did you make?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I had um a a situation the other day with my dad and by situation I mean like a really surprising situation in a good mm. way where um, like historically my dad was like yeah you really need to like diversify your income stream you know you need to you need to think about creating your own business and doing your own thing because you know your corporate life is not gonna make you wealthy is basically what he was saying really yeah that's that's been his his kind of like talking point for my entire life and then just the other day he was like you know i've been thinking about it and i think you should forego the real estate and just focus on your job Uh and i was like really why is this he's like you know daddy thought about this and we're living in a new era (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what has gamestop done to you (laughs) he's like we're living in a new era this is the post coronavirus world and everything is different like the game has changed completely he's like you know cmos ceos they make a lot of money you know when 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 i was your age and i lived in korea the ceos didn't make that much money but now they make so much money you don't need to work so hard and you know physically strain yourself doing this real estate stuff you just focus on your job and become ceo so he wants you to climb that ladder <laughs> yeah so he oh. wants you to climb the ladder and i was like oh so so you just want me to be a CEO now? <laughs> and then he's like, you know, yeah, I, I thought about it. And I was like, my daughters are not likely to become CEOs. <laughs> but I think he means it from a perspective of like Asian, Asian girls don't become CEOs. Like it's, mm. I mean, there are very few of them in the world. But that's a representation problem, which is like oh, a whole yeah. nother conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he was like, yeah, you guys can be CEOs and don't you don't have to work as hard as I did to try and make money. And I was like okay but like this this conversation was like so incredibly like 180 for me Mm -hmm. because it totally was a shift from what he said to me in the past about like about doing my own thing and now he just wants me to focus on work and and just like really lean into what i've been doing already not lie down yeah not lie down (laughs) hey ali wong (laughs) um yeah so it's just really interesting to see how like that dynamic with my parents has changed that's very different because i feel like for most well i'm speaking from like a like like a cantonese perspective Mm -hmm. but like i feel like most asian parents want their kids to like not work corporate like they want they obviously want their kids to have like an easy life Mm -hmm. but in other means like i know my mom's always encouraging me to like buy real estate like have have passive income like just so you can like retire which is is not which is not totally wrong like that's actually what the the path that a lot of people take in order to like retire early right? right like the idea of passive income like it shouldn't be an it should, you should be making money while you're doing nothing that, yeah. that idea mm-hmm. and with like the stock market growing exponentially and like totally i mean the, the gamestop situation is a whole nother oh conversation God. that we'll have <laughs> to have um and like bitcoin and crypto and everything 
But, um, yeah, I mean, I think my dad's right. Like, this post-coronavirus world is just really different. Yeah. I'm actually worried about, um, like, a lot of small business owners because, you know, you're starting because of the coronavirus and because of the SBA, SBA loans. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a lot, like, a huge decrease in the amount of small businesses that yeah. are popping up. You're seeing more chains. Yep. You're seeing, like, the like the product of like successful businesses but like mm-hmm. it's creating an environment where it's very uh the exclusive to the like, haves and the haves not yeah exactly yeah and it's it's the larger corporations who have so much cash mm-hmm. and liquidity who can weather this kind of storm right like for a lot of small business owners where they might they might have done their best to like have some cash reserves for like a rainy day mm-hmm. but that is that number is finite and like they're not like no no small business is really designed to sustain like an entire year of like super negative performance exactly where a lot of the things are really outside of their control mm-hmm. like when i when i saw um there was the previous winter storm here in new york city and they said okay indoor dining is banned and then outdoor dining was banned too because mm-hmm because of the snow and how like the snow trucks have to get through the roads so we can't have it outdoor dining and i was like how do you expect these restaurants to survive survive, like like i mean you're literally taking away every sort of economic means that they have in order to make money and survive Mm -hmm. and you know i'm not i'm not a restaurant owner but i am like a small business owner in real estate and Mm -hmm. i i could draw the parallels and think wow that'd be very very difficult yeah yeah it's tough but um yeah What's your plan? What's next for you? Uh, really, like, just getting myself organized. Um, at the moment, you know, even, like, a few months ago, I was just sort of making cakes to make cakes. And, like, whenever I have an idea, I just, like, throw it out there and see how it does. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm just trying to get myself organized. I'm trying to develop, like, a more permanent menu. I'm trying to, like, develop, like, a signature, like, selection. So, like, something that's more, like, stable and consistent and just take it off from there and see how it does and then i guess next is seeking investors <laughs> investors hey. hey hey investors do do your pitch do your pitch your investor pitch uh, uh i'm not ready for, <laughs> <this>. <laughs> I'm ready for this um so so I, I will help you out um if you are interested in high quality culinary experience that is going to blow your mind with asian flavors consider investing at with Chengdu. Andrew, yes, yeah. at Chengdu. Like, it is incredible. Like, five out of five stars. Like, there are only a few places who can make this kind of quality for sure. And for our listeners who are interested in learning more about you or want to order some of your work, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at chengdusweets.com or you can also just hit me up uh, chengdu.sweets on Instagram. Nice. And you can find me, Diana, at Let's Talk Asian on Instagram. And catch you later. Bye. Bye.